Ladies and gentlemen, Aquarian Anarchy is back at it again. And tonight we are going to talk about how we are all destroying ourselves and how the world's going to end. Um, it's happy, happy-go-lucky time. <laughs> Nothing to fear, uh, but fear itself, I guess, or something. But uh, can't no. wait. <laughs> we're, ready. we're ready to rock and roll. We're going to have some fun. We're going to cut up. Y'all come join us. Share, like, subscribe, all that good stuff. You already know. Tell a friend to tell a friend. Aquarian Anarchy is back at it again. So this man and his work has been at the top of my mind, and I think it has started to permeate now. Like Marcus was just telling me before we came on that he has read some of this stuff. We're going to get into that. Neil Postman says, everything in our background has prepared us to know and resist a prison when the gates begin to close around us. But what if there are no cries of anguish to be heard? Who is prepared to take arms against a sea of amusements? To whom do we complain? And when, and in what tone of voice, when serious discourse dissolves into giggles? What is the antidote to a culture being drained by laughter? And that, my friends, is how we kick off this one-of-a-kind episode. We What do we call it? Uh, not with a bang, but with a whimper. I, I got to right. pull this up. This is our, uh, yeah, this is, this is our T.S. Eliot quote. This is the way the world ends. This is the way the world ends. This is the way the world ends. Not with a bang, but with a whimper. That is from his epic classic poem, The Hollow Men. And gentlemen, Marcus, Nico, how have y'all been? And uh, are y'all ready for the world to end? Man, I've been waiting since I came out of my mama's womb. You know, you know what? Even though the world's ending, I have a smile on my face. The reason why I have a smile on my face is due to the fact that everything's a cycle. Everything must end. Like, you have to understand, even though I don't want my life to end right now, I have plenty of shit on my bucket list. Mm -hmm. Like, what the fuck can you do other than what you're supposed to be doing? And if you're doing what you're supposed to be doing, you're supposed to be enjoying yourself. So at the end of the day, like, you sit down, you can sit with God, you can talk, you can... Enjoy times with Jehovah's. At the end of the day, uh, tis life. Thank mm -hmm. God, uh, or hopefully, if you hear me, God, or I know you hear me, uh, can you please just not put me in shit like this where like, I have to make sure I'm not drinking bioengineered fucking food or, you know, gotta, <laughs> like, the shit was crazy. Uh, I'm sorry. I had a bag of chips that I always had. And then there was something on the internet that's been popping up to me. It's like bioengineered uh, chemicals or some shit in it. And I'm like, wait, this wasn't on the bag the last time I had this. So now you have to watch out for like the food you eat. That sucks. But other than that, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so I work in I work in like the the wood industry, and I was telling some people the other day, like people don't know this, but like shredded cheese has like cellulose in it. It has they they actually take shreddings of paper and put it in there for filler so that they don't have to make they don't have to sell you as much cheese they just bulk it up with a little bit of that's fine. so you know how, like when your mom like tries to make a, a, a meal and like there's a whole bunch of rice and then not much else 
That's because the rice is the cheapest filler mm-hmm. that there is. Yeah. So, so that's what they're doing with that. Except it's yeah, I'll paper. take some rice though. It's not even cheese. It's just paper. Facts. <laughs> that, yeah, that's awful shit, dude. This whole the the conversation we're about to have and what Nico said earlier reminds me. There's a song by one of my favorite bands, Nightwish, where. Uh, it talks about that everything has a time and, mm. you know, and one of these days in the song, they, they talk about that it's gone. It's go, the time of man will come mm-hmm. to an end. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, I, and, and in reality, I don't think that that's right around the corner. <laughs> I, I think we've got some, some more bullshit to, to go through. I don't think God's done with us yet. But if uh, we keep letting these tyrants be in charge and uh, to skip a little bit ahead and uh, and entertain us to death, mm. um, then, you know, it won't be a life worth living. Mm. But I've been good, man. I, I, yeah. I've been busy, but but good. That's good. That's good. Well, so I I want to I want to touch. Maybe we could maybe we could start off so that we can get right into what we're what the the topic of tonight is um what you spent your saturday doing <laughs> or saturday or sunday what did it what day did you say it was sunday okay sunday yeah well, amber um, and i sat in the hot tub and crammed on some neil postman <laughs> yeah so so you 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 listen to slash read um neil postman's amusing ourselves to death mm-hmm. and i so i want to give a little a little background to this so this book was written in ironically enough 1984 um and a lot of what he was talking about in that book is what he was seeing at that time. And this is like mm-hmm. pretty early on. This is like cable television. Cable television is just starting to really become prominent. You don't have the the YouTube and all the social media and the internet, internet at all at yeah. all at that point. You don't have um, the proliferation of massive amounts of tailored to your desires programming um tv shows series movies and all this stuff now you've got like all these streaming services netflix hulu uh amazon prime they all have their own original content and everything amc uh peacock uh nbc like all of these pause uh paramount they have all of these different streaming services now that are some of them some, so, I, well, I don't know. I mean, there's a, there's some, there's some solid stuff in there. There's some the, great exportations that they got out yeah, there. Yeah, but so like, what did you, as you're going through it? I want to get before I give my, because I've gone through it a handful of times already in the last few weeks. I want to get what your takeaway was. Like, what really stood out to you that either he that he saw coming? Maybe there's some stuff he didn't. Obviously, he couldn't have predicted YouTube and Facebook and all this stuff. But he saw a little bit of a window into what was happening. What What did you see? What was your takeaway from it? Well, I, again, I, I, a lot of it was a predictive thing. He does cover computers towards the end of the, the mm-hmm. book. And he doesn't envision the uh, uh, the coming Internet. He doesn't see that. He he. Mm-hmm sees computer being another distra- distraction though and has already seen that with video games and whatnot and talks about that what i think he really did is he took huxley's idea and expounded upon it and for those mm-hmm. that don't know because we we didn't really cover in a little bit of an introduction um 
we're also kind of with this comparing 1984 and Huxley's Brave New World, which both are about the end of the world or about tyranny taking over, mm-hmm. but in a different way. And um, I think what it's I... It's like a trajectory of the future of humanity that they both had like a little bit of a different target maybe, but similar right. trajectories. Sure. And mm-hmm. um, I guess my takeaway was, oh my God, he saw... Even when he just had, because the, 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 he's all of the stuff. I kept going, just think what this dude Mm -hmm. would have thought about Twitter. Holy shit. Right. (laughs) You know, the way that he talks about that, that, you know, for instance, one of the things he talked about was the news, right? Mm -hmm. We like to think, and, and most, you know, I, 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 Ann Coulter at one time said that of the news, that uh, that you can tell how that somebody's going to become a conservative because they start paying attention to the news because um, because you know Democrats and liberals don't don't watch the news for the most part it, it's usually a conservative and and I it, it, what he pointed out was that what really is the news nowadays and this is in 1984 what is the news is it things that you can use and or even that are concerning you no you're mm-hmm. you know think about the news that we get now we're we're hearing about ukraine ain't a motherfucking thing i can disagree with it all day long but there's not a thing i <laughs> can do, do about, about it, it. You're right because right, you don't post tell a, me i can go post vote. A, post a flag that's it right right and, or we're doing or, our part Correct. Or, or the news that came out of fucking uh, out of uh, Ohio with the, the right. all of the pollution the and chemical all, spill and everything. Yeah, Not a fucking thing I can do about that either. Mm-hmm. The, the news is no he, he mentioned was no longer actionable. Like you used to be like, hey, in your neighborhood, we've we there's mm-hmm. some, you know, person driving around talking to kids. We don't get that news anymore. <laughs> something that you could actually do something that actually, you know, involves your life. No, it is just entertainment. He also pointed out that all of this scripted nonsense in the pol- political realm is nothing but entertainment. And he said, mm-hmm. think of the good presidents that have happened. Now, I would disagree with the whole word wording good presidents, but, <laughs> but he was like, Think about, you know, who would, would be able to get um, elected. George Washington couldn't get elected. Right. He would not get elected. He, he, he was pitted face. He was not that attractive of a man. Mm-hmm. You know, it, most of the people until the television age, you know, Taft, big fat dude. They, 325 Taft, pounds, I think they said. Yeah. yeah. His fat ass got stuck in a bathtub. They're not going to elect his ass. I guarantee, I guarantee it. <laughs> In, in, I don't know. Give it time. I think we may be we may be approaching. <laughs> right. You know, I thought I saw somebody had a meme one time. It was like a it was dominoes, mm-hmm. and the first domino was Donald President Donald Trump, and the the final domino was President Post Malone. Uh. <laughs> it's just like you know, like you laugh, right? But it might not be that far off. Idiocracy oh. is not far off from our vision, gentlemen. Sure. It's not for sure. And I, I recommended that that movie to a, to a guy I work with because he was yeah. I was like I made a reference and he was like idiocracy and I was like yeah I couldn't dude, believe you have to stop to see 
dude, I couldn't believe Hotep Jesus hadn't seen it yet. I don't, I have, I got to check with him to see if he's seen it, but he hadn't seen it as of like a month My or two ago. is exactly where we're headed. Oh, for <laughs> sure. If we're for not sure. there already, shit. Oh, yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. And, and we, the clip that I, I found and showed him, it was the clip, it was the clip where the guy comes up and says, he says, here, you got to put this side in your mouth, this side in your butt. And you hear, boop, 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 boop. Oh, wait, and he's wait, like, wait. No, oh, wait, wait, wait. Put that the other way. way. <laughs> but well, hey, that was the 2020 2021 uh you know response team there right <clears throat> same but people for sure but but ultimately i i think my takeaway was oh my god we're we really need to disconnect from mm. a lot of this bullshit and mm. you know one of the things that postman said was that that he's not a luddite he doesn't believe that we should just throw, you know, technology out the window. I, I, I agree. Well, with he, that. A, he actually argues, in fact, that to argue such a point is to not really even take yourself seriously because right, it's because ridiculous th to propose it because that's not going to happen. Right. It, it's kind of like <clears throat> our conversation with AI. We can disagree mm -hmm. with it, but mm -hmm. unfortunately, it's it's here. It's that, here that is yeah. something we're yeah. going to have to deal with. And so, you know, I think that that largely what my, I guess, total, the, the word I would use uh, to describe is triviality. Mm -hmm. That That's what, what we're dealing with. We're dealing mm -hmm. with trivial nonsense in our day-to-day -day existence. And if, if you are spending, you know, hours a day on social media, what the fuck are you doing? Mm -hmm. You know, how is that a good idea? And, you know, so stop doing that. And, you know, and, and television was bad enough, you know, but the internet is way worse. Mm -hmm. So there, there's kind of my takeaways. Yeah. I, um, I think, <clears throat> so when he, when he's talking about <clears throat> how he saw the, the television medium and what it had done to change, just like the way that people thought about things and acted mm -hmm. around things like, like to your point about the actionable intelligence actionable news like what good does it do for me to know that kim jong-un has the flu right like it's useless information to me <laughs> right i have not there's literally nothing i can do about it but you will have like you'll have a bunch of people writing right. articles about it and shit you know and it's like or like when raul castro was like sick or whatever or was uh and fidel was sick and like he they thought he was dead like five different times you know right like what good what do i why does that matter to me it doesn't so we have all this information and it's like whoa we have access to all this information but to what end and and that's where i think like sometimes you to your point like you if you separate yourself from that and only take it in like these bite-sized pieces you put yourself in a much better position to be able to actually like have more um control over your own life and there's a whole lot of stuff that we have to be paying attention to um, that I think the, the, the biggest takeaway for me was that the television and, and so many of these different iter iterations as media has grown and has mm -hmm. kind of morphed and evolved is like, we continue more and more to, to take things that are more complicated, but are easier at the expense of doing some things that are hard but are very simple paths to success and yeah. to 
uh, enlightenment to a deeper spirituality, uh, you know, a, a better relationship with people around us, relationship with God and everything else. Um, I want to, I want to ask Nico, because I think you and I, Marcus are a little bit different in that when we grew up, there was no internet right. and then the internet came and we got to be part of it. And we got to watch some of the stuff. Nico grew up where like, Hell, people, people he, yeah, people he went to school with, maybe even him and people in his family, like they were, they were holding a, an iPad or a phone or some sort of swipeable device. My siblings are holding iPads as toddlers, as toddlers, you know, like, so what, what do you see and how do you, what's the, what are the things that you see like from an influence standpoint, even between your lower, your generation and the generation beneath you? Uh, first off, I'd like to say, um, with all due respect, <clears throat> fuck you, Parker, because I wanted to be the generation that had the iPads and we weren't the generation, but I am so grateful for that as well. Um, yeah. I didn't get anything until like, I think my sophomore year, uh, mm. I had a Chromebook. That's if even, and, um, what I've noticed with my generation, and trickling down is when we started to have access more like the technology in our hand, like I've noticed the generations, they feel a little bit brain dead. <laughs> like I'm not going to lie to you. Mm. They're smart as fuck. I will say that my little sister, mm-hmm. she's on her iPad 24 seven and just has wherewithal about certain things. And I was like, was I saying that shit as a kid? Or was I thinking about that? As shit? As a-? But like, no, like they're, they're most definitely smarter than us. I'll give that degree to them because uh, more uh, more informed or it, or actually not, more not, in more in touch with their intuition like, intuition which, which one do say. you mean you have better intuition you think okay intu- intuition opposed to like informed because they can be informed of a whole bunch of bullshit and like they sit down and they can sit and stare at something but it's not really informing them of anything positive now when i say intuition it's like you give a kid an ipad and they can figure it out faster than half of us would be able to because they can sit down and go through it and we're like shit like it kind of took me a second to get like as soon as i get this new iphone i'm going to feel like a fucking um a caveman because i still have a home button on my phone so as soon as i switch <laughs> over i'll be like hey what is this so like <laughs> Kids are able to like tap into their intuition and they're able to like, for example, my niece, Charlie, she can sit down and she's on her iPad playing like a whole bunch of like informational games and she's putting like body parts and pieces together and shit like that. And I was like, I wasn't doing that as a kid. I was making mud pies and like Mm -hmm. pushing around Mm -hmm. early polies. But like their their sense of like. You feel me? Like, yo, I, yo, I, I turned down, I turned over so many rocks to try to find Rolly <laughs> I, I, I have a tree that has so many uh hits. I apologize, tree. But when I was a kid, you know, me and my brothers were playing the sticks, and the tree was mm-hmm. just the target, you know. Yeah, but, yeah, um, for sure. but I would say they're a lot more detached, but like intuitively seeing, saying, or speaking they're able to get a grasp. Maybe that's because they're kids and they're like malleable and things of that mm-hmm. nature. But yeah, I think so. There's... I think it's a, I think it has a lot to do with that, that kids are still, you know, they're learning how to learn. And mm-hmm. so when you introduce that stuff really early, they learn it really quick because they're learning uh, yeah. how to learn. 
I would just say that they're, they 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 might be a little bit more brain dead and like uh, mm. to 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 the matters because like for example when we've talked about this the iPad being the teacher of your kid and something like that and they're like solely like drawn to it like I remember times when my brother and I would be playing the video games and we'd be getting called uh one second give me a sec y'all don't have that shit y'all are like <laughs> like. Y'all are right there. You try and call a niece or a kid from the iPad, and they're, you, mm-hmm. you, 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 I'm, I'm here right now. I'm not worried about you. So I would <laughs> right. say they're, 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 our generation's uh, detached more so mm. than you all. But the intuition mm-hmm. aspect, I would like to say, um, they're, they're very, very keen. They're very, very keen on picking a lot of shit up now. Well, let me push. Let me push a little wait hang on pause let me let's let's go a little why are you pushing chad i want to know i was gonna say deeper and i stopped <laughs> pause myself before i even said it but no let's let's, let's inspect uh, this let's, whole entire situation <laughs> wait, pause. you said inspect this hole man you gotta stop right there <laughs> yeah, rewind oh, so. no fun. so i want to i want to go i want to i want to there there are there's just so many words I was gonna say probe, like damn, no, you can't say that either. Um, ah, Lee, I blame, I blame the rainbow. I, I get, I get what you're picking down. I, I get, I right. pick up what you're putting down. Yeah. So, so when you say intuition, are you talking more spiritual, metaphysical, physical type of intuition, or are you talking about intuition? They intuitively know how to use technology because that's two very different things. Like intuitively being like ready to like break a computer apart and like go into the software and all that kind of stuff and figure out how to hack around stuff and, and get by things is one thing, but like knowing what it means, uh, I'll put it to you this way. My, my oldest son, they were like, let's see what 2013, they were seven and four years old. My youngest son said something about how he wished he had every power because he, then he could, you could make it to where you couldn't feel pain and you know, nothing would hurt you and all this stuff. And my oldest son at seven years old said, yeah, but if you couldn't feel pain, what would be the point? Like you, you wouldn't be able to like, if you don't have like the ability to feel the difference between pain and pleasure, like how, how would you even be able to feel anything good if you can't feel pain? And like he, mm-hmm. so he was like in touch on this level and he, and there's a lot of other examples of similar things. He's seen stuff like images of things in clouds and on like the side of a building or in a tree or something that I'm like, I, I, I Yo, how did like, you see that? So is I it that say, kind of intuition or the, just they can figure out an iPad quick. I would say <laughs> our intuition is actually uh, a little bit like more in tuned. I would say to a degree, because from okay. what I've seen, um in tune like spiritually like for example we see a lot more kids opening up a lot more they're not like we're fighting back like you know how each generation mm-hmm. fights back ideology well mm-hmm. the end of the piscerian age has ended and so spirituality granted is something that really is necessary and needed it's branched out and so since there's no structure amongst it they're able to find spectrums that people weren't even able to think of 
For example, your kid already saying, hey, uh, you know, you wouldn't be able to understand pleasure and pain. Well, from a kid to be able to understand it from that point of view, like what kind of thought process have you already had? Like, what have you really thought of? And Mm -hmm. that's a kid of my generation and younger. Yeah, there's like my little sister, for example, um, being like cognitively aware of like her being a person. So this was around when David was walking around. Mama Vid was locking people up and everybody was so worried. And I was like, well, what about my grandmother? Very old and had taken all her uh, vacations, unfortunately. But Mm -hmm. I was like, well, what about, you know, Kayla, you know, what about her being in front of Gunmare? And she was like, really, Nick? Going to talk about me right in front of me? And I'm like, wait, what? Like, how are you, like, able to really cognitively understand I'm essentially talking about you in this whole... So I think with the generations to come, we'll be more locked in. It's just about the surroundings that have, I guess, drawn us away from our real connection. Mm -hmm. Because there's some kids who are doing some really like outlandishly like incredible things, and you're like, wait, how the fuck did you come up with that? Like, I've been on here for so long. We always have to understand, like, you always are going to get an evolved answer from something so simplistic, such as a kid's imagination. Yeah, I I, th- I think I actually agree, Nico. And and um, I got two things to say about. It. First of all, um. I, I think that that I, I do think that you're right. There's a bit of a backlash that I think is going to come, and mm-hmm. I think that that it, that the beginning of that. I see this with my daughter, and I see this with my granddaughter, uh, and frankly, with my, uh, one of my other uh, my youngest granddaughter, Kyra. I see like some of that that natural intuition towards spirituality and towards those kinds of things and that can be actually backed up by numbers um they just released um i think i saw this on the ron paul report um they had released that the numbers and i think it was two twenty uh, in 2022 um it used to be for a long time that one in four young people believed in god and mm. um now it's gone to one in three so that means that more kids, more younger people are believing in God when they're young. It changes when you get older, but when they're young, more younger people are believing in God than used to. And I think that that's part of the reaction that you're talking about. So that's number one. Number two, I do think that the, the, that intuition is, a, um, is something that I, I think, I, at least I hope, and it sounds like we, we've given examples, that that is stuck. That 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 they retained that portion of of what it means to be a kid, but what but what they have lost is deductive reasoning. I cannot tell you Mm. how I was going to ask about that too. Yeah, I I cannot tell you how many times I've told Anya, which is my daughter. For those that don't know, she's thirteen. I was like. What do you use to do deduce Anya? She hates that word because she's all the critical time. thinking. It's the critical yeah. thinking because of what has been established in front of us. You have right. to think if I have something that can pull up a library that you would have to walk to and you would mm-hmm. have to search for it. My dad brought this perception thing up to me. So, for example, I live in Chicago, so it's a grid system, it's very easy to understand once you understand it. Mm-hmm. I haven't really gone up 
north and into the city downtown area as much as they have. They had to navigate it via memory and brain, like remembering a phone number. He was Mm -hmm. like, your orientation and your brother's orientations are different from ours. We used to use a map and we could really understand what like five blocks are, six blocks are opposed to y'all. You're 250 feet. Okay, then turn right. And then you don't cognitively understand how many blocks are a block or how many, you know, how many Mm -hmm. streets uh, that you have to go. So our deductive reasoning and critical skill and awareness of surroundings has been severely hindered by the reliance on something to do the work for us. Mm -hmm. Right. As well as memory. Memory. Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. Memory has been stripped from us because we have something that remembers everything for us. But I will say this. Um, I have multiple journals that I used to write in. I need to get back into it, but I have at least three big ass journals where I wrote down notes. I wrote down my passwords and I just like have memory of like writing stuff down and writing stuff down helps with the memory. But mm-hmm. like, I remember what page it was on, which page it was after and like things of that nature. But that's also because of my markup and my, my understanding and being, I don't always like to leave things to technology because I know it's faulty, you know. Mm-hmm, so I mm-hmm. mean, every humans are faulty. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, yeah. But I'd rather it be on my errand for me to try and understand how to fix the the error in my way, as opposed to having something fix it for me. Therefore, I'd never learned anything. Well, I was going to say too, like so, like the so it started with so to, to Mark's point about the book, um, the and about that interview that he gave us that um, the, the YouTube interview of. Neil Postman and I can't remember the other gentleman's name who was I don't interviewing him. Either. But um, <clears throat> they they talk about how so like we went from you know the just the spoken word and people communicating and, and oral tradition and those kinds of things to like now you start printing this stuff you start drawing and it changes the medium is the metaphor the medium is the message like it actually the the message being conveyed is changed by the medium used for it absolutely spoken mm-hmm. word versus written word and and drawings and and like i mean how many times have we heard it like the book was much better than the movie right sure. you know because it's it's a it's a challenge but it's also i think part of it is because like they said in that interview your imagination got to paint the picture in your brain mm-hmm. when you were reading that mm-hmm. book and what you have to watch is someone else's imagination and then how they no, were able like to, to successfully that. execute have, that on screen. It's hard. I have the blueprint right in front of them. Just use the blueprint. Don't stray. Don't add any of your shit to it. It's right well, there. It's, yeah, it so will always be better that. in your head. Yeah, but there's that, but there's also like try imagine you you yourself trying to make a movie of your favorite novel. Yeah. You mm-hmm. know, like yeah. some some asshole out there is going to be like that was terrible. That's not how I saw whatever dragon. Yeah, in my that's not brain my perception of it. Everybody's you know, like, perception. Is everybody's different. perception is different. Exactly. So, right. so there's so some of it's that. Then as you get as you keep moving on and you have these presidential, you know, we had the Lincoln Douglas debates where they would debate for seven hours, right? And people would just go Ooh. sit and watch it. And yeah. now we have these debates where like you get a minute and you get thirty seconds to respond. And like yeah. I was even thinking about the debate that I did with Hotep Jesus and and uh, Vin Armani. Cyprian, like where I was like, man, we didn't have enough time, and I, and we didn't like really. There's so many things that we could have done differently to make that 
you know, to flesh it out better and make it more. Um, but, but the attention span today is not there for that. And so right, I think, and thinking I want to, I want to back up for just a second yeah, Chad, to, to explain to people who have not either heard mm -hmm. or read Postman's work. Um, with, what the seven hours he's talking about, let's put this, this isn't like 10 minutes of, right. of Lincoln followed by, you know, five minutes it, of Douglas and then right, back and forth. Right. And back no, and forth. no, no, we're talking, th this is the format. They did three hours of whoever was first, and then three hours of whoever was second, and then whoever was first got an hour rebuttal, and then they the next stop they reversed it was that. Reversed it. Yeah. yeah. So oh, we're talking wait. three hours of, of like I get listening nervous to, one to speak speech. for five minutes. Okay, I get nervous <laughs> to speak for five minutes, and these <laughs> niggas are preaching for three hours straight on a certain top. Damn. Yes. Goodness. Yes. Yeah. And and so 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 yeah so so there's that. And then you move to today, and now it's like some of the, even some of the um, the medium that you the, the media that you consume, you know, Twitter has its little 140 character limit, 280 characters for you know for certain accounts, and now they've they've made it to where if you have Twitter Blue, you can make Facebook posts from Twitter, which I, I hate, and it's funny. I'm like, well, I hate that, but I'm I'm actually kind of arguing with myself, but it's it's almost like Twitter's. What what attracted me to Twitter was the fact that it wasn't I didn't have to read these like miles long diatribes. I'm busy. I got shit to do. Sure. Like, I talk about, right. like I listened to this book multiple times. I didn't read it multiple times because I don't have enough time where I can sit down with a book and actually read. I'm driving too much and all that stuff. So there's a lot of this stuff that's part of like our culture is eugenic towards this sort of stuff. It's conducive to these um microwave types of consumption but what i was going to say is that starts to feed into how kids are going to be able to use deductive reasoning mm -hmm. if you know that you don't have to really be that on point with your decision making because even if you fuck up and look up the wrong thing you can just pull up you just type some something else in to google or chat gpt at this point and and it'll spit out a whole new thing. Like no no, that's not what I meant. I meant this. When 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 Marcus and I were kids, Nico, you had to go to the library, <laughs> and you had to go through the card catalog and try to find something. First of all, you had to know a little bit about the subject to know what to even look for. Then you had to go in and look it up. Then you had to go find the book. Then you had to read the book right. to figure out where the shit was that you were looking for and if it was even in this book. And to do that, you had to check the book out, bring it home. If you got the wrong book that didn't have the thing you were looking for, well, shit, now you can just go Google. Like, I, for this T.S. Eliot quote, I, I just went, T.S. Eliot, um, not with a bank. And it was like, boom, it auto-filled. And I was like, yeah. all right, done. I got yeah. it. And I found it immediately. I would have had to go. I, I've been I like, would like to say I did, again? A, I did book reports where I had to go oh, you did? to libraries. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. So you had to go I, to libraries? Really? I, I'm a part of that. Did you pull I, it up I, on I, the been, Yeah, but did they have computers? <laughs> because like, did I would have been back to these libraries. libraries. I'm going to that live too, brother. Did they have computers? <laughs> lifestyle. It just wasn't my own lifestyle. You're not answering my question. Did they have computers in the libraries or did you have to go to the little wooden drawers of the card catalog and pull it out and go look the shit up by the Dewey Decimal System? Tell the truth. Tell the truth. I asked the librarian. 
You ask the librarian. <laughs> yeah, see, it's like that. You go to like Barnes and Noble or something. Like, hey, y'all have this book? They pull it up on the computer. They. It's, yeah, it used they, to be they, they, you, they, they, the librarian they, or the bookstore owner would take yeah, you to no, the book. I didn't have to. I didn't have to go through little turnstiles and be like, oh, no. Like, yeah, no, so I, so I want to go back just briefly to the political idea with uh, with uh, Lincoln and Douglas. Mm-hmm. One of the things also that um, that Postman brings up that that I think that that you know, impacts us right now, literally mm-hmm. right now mm-hmm. is, you know, he was talking about that, like when Reagan and, uh, and uh, Mondale were, you know, debating that they had to get everything into quick, you know, five right. minutes. They're, they're, they're just looking for zingers to try to get stuff. Yep. All right. So that, that was his time. You know what? That's developed up into our time. Trump is not going to fucking debate in the primary. Biden is not going to debate in the primary. We're losing the primary debates. We're not even going to fucking know what these people believe. We're not. I realize they lie. I get all right. of that. But they're not even going to be on record saying some shit. They're, mm-hmm. you're, with both Trump and, and Trump saying that he should have it because because he was president and all that. Okay, well, you got somebody challenging you. I want to hear their fucking ideas. And with with Biden, same deal. You know, right now, if I were going to, if I had to vote for one of the two of those I, idiots, and I'm not going to vote for anybody, but, but if I had to, right. they, they chained me to it, um, th- I would be voting for Robert F. Kennedy right now because mm-hmm. because he's the only one that makes any fucking sense on anything that, that I've seen. And, and I'm just talking about the two parties. I'm not talking about li- right. the Libertarian Party. Right. But but I want to hear those ideas. I, I want to hear, you know, if I were going to vote, I would want to hear, because all I really know about Robert F. Kennedy is is the, the stuff he agrees with me on, because I'm, you know, in yeah. Libertarian. The, and medical, the medical stuff. But right. he's, he's, and he's anti-war, too, but he's not anti-climate, uh, you know, Right. Whatever de- mandate. Yeah, I want to hear and that shit, shit like that. You know. Yeah. Well, I, I so with that, I would submit that um, you know another thing that that Cyprian has has turned me on to that I think is it's starting to really like hit home and like shit. This might be where we are. Is who knows if by this time at the rate that Mid Journey, like my wife showed me, um, one of her students found this. Uh, pizza commercial that somebody made completely video commercial completely made with AI yeah with people eating pizza and all this kind of stuff and it's a fake pizza joint fake everything all right who who's to say that by this time next year which is still seven months from election date who's to say that we're even going to be able to tell whether it's Ron DeSantis actually speaking, Joe Biden actually speaking, Dave Smith or whoever, or Robert F. Kennedy or Donald Trump or whoever actually speaking, if someone is able to deep fake a whole bunch of videos of a whole bunch of stuff and yep. different political positions, <coughs> you know, you got Vimic whatever, this dude who just popped up out of nowhere. I, seriously, I've never heard of this dude before. You and I have been libertarians for how long? Yeah, I don't never know heard of this guy. All of a sudden, he pops up and he's like the perfect libertarian 
co-opt agent guy yeah who like he speaks all this libertarian stuff except that i want to know where the hell this guy was last year let alone right. five ten years ago right oh yeah yeah y'all don't y'all don't got any information on this man he just was like Boop. never heard of him that's before, an agent like that's an agent Smith right ago. there exactly yeah, that's the same as obama Smith for real obama popped up out of nowhere nobody knew who he was until he was boom illinois senator Boom, Illinois national senator. Given the yeah. speech at the 20, 2004 Democrat National Convention. Yep. About the purple America, there's, you know, blue and red and make it purple and whatever. Yep. Kind of, you know, and And I predicted sudden, in that in that moment, I was like that right there is the Democratic uh candidate mm -hmm, next time. Mm -hmm. Knew it. So, yeah, it's I, I don't know. I don't know that we'll even be able to tell. And so what, what Cyprian says is, how can you possibly have elections if you don't know what's real and what's fake? Right. I know what's fake. <laughs> Government. Yeah. Well, but, I'm, <laughs> no, but I mean, like, I mean, in a real sense. I mean, I don't mean sure, just. I know what you mean. I mean, like, you won't be able to tell. We already had when they were talking about Trump getting arrested. They already had photorealistic images and they have like some of the pope too like mm -hmm. they have all these different ones where it's like the pope's running away from the cops and the cops are chasing him and it looks real right like yes. we're not that far away i'm talking like months yeah months away from photorealistic video realistic audio realistic someone can go make a brand new hotep's been told you and they can make it look like unk and hotep jesus and sound doing like their them. show and sound and, like them and everything yeah, saying the same shit they would say start and, and, a new channel and all you know what i mean right and make and, some clips and put them out there can you believe he said this like and i didn't don't, say that yeah look at you right there saying it and don't and think that those it. don't think that those criminals in government are the the private or the public criminals mm -hmm. don't think that they are not going to reverse that too don't mm -hmm. think that when they get busted doing some fucked up shit they're gonna be like oh no that wasn't me no, they, mm -hmm. that, that was a deep fake. Woo! No, that wasn't me. I wasn't doing yeah, that crazy is, shit. Be like really slippery and like really determining what reality is. So it's, <clears throat> it's something that like, it's ultimately going to change this world. Like for what it is. Granted, we had mm -hmm. tabloids and shit that was fake, <laughs> but now this, yeah. this right here is about to be like something that really can like destroy careers and like alter mm -hmm. mindsets and mm -hmm. like well more and and here's the other part too like more so than like okay yes careers because we're already talking we're already seeing some of this where there's this hollywood writer's strike that's that's popping off right now mm -hmm. snl and all these other series and everything they're they're talking about the writers just walking off and not and they and they, the funny thing is they want like part of their uh their complaints is chat gpt and producers using chat gpt to like write to replace them so that they can be like let's get chat gpt to write these of two course. segments and then we only need them for these and then you just keep dwindling the amount of time i, I was gonna say it's kind of like nico you played Fortnite, right or at least your your uh, bit, brothers and sisters really. or whatever so you now they have the storm and the storm starts mm -hmm. off this way and then it goes like this and keeps shrinking around you. Well, shrinking, well, that's how, yeah, yeah. That's kind of how this is. Like the matrix is shrinking is we're already in the matrix and it's yeah. shrinking around us and it's getting to where 
more and more we're going to be like, well, we're, we can't really escape it anymore. And that's why I'm like, to, to the extent that I can, I'm, I'm choosing not to participate in shrinking the storm. Um, because every time you put stuff in there, even if you think it's for like, Oh no, I'm doing this because I'm, it's making this thing that I, you know, I had it write some emails for me. I had it, uh, you know, build this thing for me because I didn't feel like doing it or I, you know, it, it saved me all this time. Like, yeah, you're, but what you're doing is you're starting to tell it what pieces of you, you don't mind being absorbed by the storm. Yeah. And, yeah, and, and, it, and it's going to it's going to to keep going in that direction. Absolutely, and I think that you know a lot of people, including us, we like to think that it is: are we going to have Orwell or are we going to have Huxley? Mm-hmm. These assholes want both. Both. If you if you don't think that they're going to soften the fuck out of us uh-huh, and make us uh-huh. compliant, not knowing shit, and doing all the stuff that Huxley talked about, and then turn that switch and put a boot on your throat, you're not paying mm-hmm. attention. Because well, that's it, exactly it, what they have done in other countries. It's the perfect Hegelian dialectic if you think about it um, from the standpoint of all right. So you have the amusing yourself to death on this side that the Huxleyan, you know, we're going to be pleasured to submission. Yeah. And on the other side, you have the boot. Well, it's really easy to just have people run to this mm-hmm. because they already like it. Right. And so the boot is over here just to remind you like how good you have it. If we just lock you in your house and let you watch Netflix all the time, you won't want to come out. So you won't even at a certain point, you'll stop even complaining that we won't let you outside. Right. You won't want to come outside. Correct. And and for those that, that think this is, you know, ooh, this is not, we're living in fantasy land. This kind of thing is happening right now, mm-hmm. right now, today in China, right yep. now. You saw it. The, yeah. Yeah. Well, the, well, specifically I saw, I think it was last night I watched, um, we are changed with Luke and, uh, what he, uh, showed to start it off. It may have been from two days ago. I I lost track, but (laughs) I've smoked too much weed, but, (laughs) but no, um, he, he showed what they've got in China. They've got a program. This is this was taken in a classroom where they have these motherfuckers. They have to wear the fucking shit. That, it's like that a halo. It's a yeah. halo with a it, it's yeah. it's like it's like they're playing uh online gaming. They have right. their little halo recording if they're paying attention or not, and yeah. and rewarding them and and uh and punishing them based on what they do. Mm-hmm. They are already conditioning these kids. They're already getting them ready to be robots because that's all they're going to be because they're not, they're not being allowed to be children. They're beating literally they're beating the, uh, whether with a sticker in their mind, they're doing both. They're beating them into submission and out of their childhood, out of their creativity, out of that stuff. Nico talked about that. We still have They're They're taking it to the next level and are doing everything they can because those are not, the the elites those are not the kings those are the 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 plebs those are the the slaves those are the the peasants and and so that's already here this mm-hmm. isn't this isn't something that might be coming this is something that is coming mm-hmm. and it's my, here no it's here right 
That's what I'm saying. Like it's the storm is in China right now, right? But it's it's closing in around us. And what I wanted to, I, I was so I was getting at this, and then I got I distracted myself. I do this a lot where my brain goes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but Nico was talking about how you'll lose your career and and you'll you know you lose your job, whatever. And there's all these things, all these material things. And I'm not. It's not to downplay that because we are incarnational. Yeah. You know, like we are, we're flesh yeah, and blood. You know, and our soul is 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 what animates, helps to animate that um, that flesh and blood and bone and everything. But this is much more damaging on a spiritual level mm-hmm. because when you get to the point where you can't tell real from fake anymore, then what what need do you have for God? Right. What need do you have for being in touch with creation, touching grass? And like hugging someone or anything like that, when you can have the AI, the whatever you know, the 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 algorithm give you what you want, right? Give you it, all of what you want. It, it's, absolutely, it's, it's a it's a it's a thing that it, it's the sort of thing that sends you because like my my belief is we are separated from God by choice. Mm-hmm. We choose to not want to be united with God. And to me, this just makes it easier. Yeah. It just makes it easier and easier for we're already terrible at choosing to be united with God. We, we chase after our passions way too much already. This just makes it so much more like uh, the complacency is off the charts. Yeah. It's just like right there at your fingertips. And Postman actually covers quite a bit of this in uh, entertaining us to death. Um, The the preparation for that was set in the 80s. You know, Mm. he was talking about the televangelists and that the televangelists, they never talk about, you know, the the hard parts of spirituality. The the parts. Right. Mm-hmm. The, the parts that, that are hard, the, the, the dedication, the daily work, the, all that stuff. They don't talk about that. No, it's all love your neighbor, which is, yes, love your neighbor. But <laughs> but that's not all it is, you know, and with the kind of the, the people that I kind of uh, hang out with. Like, I cannot tell you how many Wiccans. Remember, Wicca is supposed to be a nature based religion. These motherfuckers don't go outside. Yeah, where's your nature, motherfucker? Did you grow some shit? Did you want to, you know, come on, go, go at least hug a tree. Come on, you got to get outside if you're going to have a nature based religion. <laughs> that, that doesn't make any sense. So it's not just Christianity that has been watered down by mm-hmm. this nonsense that they have that they have put us in. Yeah, and, and, and it is like Postman, and frankly, like like Huxley talked about, it is rewarding us for pleasure. You know, I like to, to you know, sit in my backyard and smoke a joint and just chill. That's something I enjoy. But mm-hmm. I cannot fucking, nothing would get done if I did that all the time. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, I've got, and, and I'm not just talking about work. I'm talking about, you know, doing stuff around the house or, or, you know, mm-hmm. making sure that, you know, things are, are working, you know, hanging, you know, I put um, rails up a couple months ago on, on the, uh, down the stairs. I, I need to mulch my backyard, things like that. There's shit that needs to get done. 
I have to mm -hmm. mow. I have to do that shit. And I can't do it if I'm sitting on the back, back porch smoking a joint. Now, don't get me wrong. Just like he pointed out that there's nothing wrong with watching. He used Cheers, which I love because yeah. we're watching Cheers again because the, the, the it's a relatively entertaining show. Mm -hmm. and, and so he said, Cheers is safe. So I'm like. Doo -doo -doo. <laughs> so well, what he's talking Cheers. about, though, is that like when you understand TV for what it is, it is right. an entertainment medium. The, right. tr the biggest problem is Sesame Street and the news. Correct. Because they pretend to be serious, but they are just entertainment. And what they've done is Sesame Street has actually revolutionized what people's expectation of learning is. Yep. And the news has actually revolutionized how we determine what's important and what's not. That's why, like, I was actually having this discussion today with, we were at, I was at the state Capitol all day uh, from like lunch um, through like, it was a long lunch. It was like 11 to like two. Um, so, but I, you know, I was talking with some people there and we were talking about the whole medical industrial complex, the pharmaceutical industrial complex. And I, I, I hearkened back to this kind of little back and forth I had with uh, project Rook. She called me, she, she had posted something and I said something about like how, well, the medical industry, like just once they, they, they focus on pills and surgery because that's where their money is. She's like, it's not that simple. She's like, if people pushed back, they wouldn't be able to do it. But people want that. They want, they want the, I don't have yeah. to, to show me where I don't have to change my diet and I don't have to exercise. I get to keep eating what I want to eat, right. doing what I want to do and not doing what I don't want to do, but I still get to be not dead tomorrow. And they're like, okay, fine. We can cut out your gallbladder and we can uh, give you these pills. Right. They're like, all right, cool. Sign me up. And so it's a chicken and the egg sort of conversation. And it's the same thing with our media. We, we get the, the presidents and the representatives that we deserve because we are too stupid to call them out and, and demand better. Yeah. We keep gobbling it up and we keep having, how many times, Marcus, how many times have you and I inter interacted with people who tell us that we're stupid for wanting to support a candidate they've never heard of because it doesn't matter that that candidate is by far leaps and bounds better on every issue Correct. than the two people who we are forced to choose between because they tell us if we choose this person who's better on everything, then we are making the bad person the worst of the the two main choices. We're making them win, right? And they want us to choose the lesser of two evils instead. And it's just like, well, this is what we deserve because we have asked for. No, I want Al my balls on you know back <laughs> to throw it back to idiocracy. I want to watch Al my balls. I don't want to watch a seven hour Lincoln Douglas debate, right? About important issues, right? It, it, so we end up in Wally. We're all right, floating right. around on a pod, fat as <laughs> right. shit, with an iPad right in front of our face. The person we're talking to is sitting right next to us, but we won't turn and look at them. Right. Yeah. They're too fat. <laughs> you, you, you can't turn your neck because the next <laughs> second is going to be everybody's life. And then right. they're going to be floating and just like completely <laughs> docile. The, the thing our is, six million ton life. <laughs> to go back to, to, to Orwell and Huxley again, mm -hmm. and how I personally think it's going to be both. Nico, you're, I, I think I get the, the, it's funny and I agree to it to a point, but that isn't what's going to happen. What's going to happen because this is not sustainable. 
and they know it. Mm. The the people that are that are the shit bags running the world, they know that this is not sustainable. They know that that you cannot be lazy for the rest of your goddamn life. They know it. Mm-hmm. And what, again, what they're going to do is they're going to get us compliant to where they can get control and then, and probably kill a bunch of us off. Let's just be clear. Mm-hmm. But, so that when the activity comes back, they're in control of the activity. Yeah. Correct. Mm-hmm. Because you, you cannot, and this is the robodope that has been going on throughout Europe for, for as long mm-hmm. as I've been politically aware, you know, I remember when people were all scared that, that Greece was going to fail. And mm-hmm. what mm-hmm. what they did in Greece was they paid for everything. You get free this, free that, free free medicine, free college, free this, free that. Well, that's not fucking sustainable. Mm-hmm. So what they what they did was they upped the taxes to where they're paying like seventy percent of their fucking income in taxes, and they said, "Oh, but you got all this shit for free." And then when it didn't fucking work, what did they do? They pulled the goddamn benefit. They they stopped yeah. giving Austerity. them free college, right? They stopped doing that, but they still got the goddamn taxes. Mm-hmm. There the, again, the, I personally think that that though I think that the mechanism is that to get us to what um, Orwell was talking about is Huxley. I think that that's where how we get there, because because um, uh, Postman's absolutely right, and and the the what we were talking about with the quote that we started, if, if, if we, you know, how many people, my neighbor would be out fucking throwing a fit if they started trying to mm. lock motherfuckers up right now, right. you know? So no, they're not going to do that. They're going to ease us into it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's the only way that they can, you got to, you know, lull the sheep into their slaughterhouse. Right. That's all you got to do. And then the ones that are, Wolves in sheep clothing will just slaughter you guys on the way or make you docile and neuter you. Now, the the hopeful portion of me thinks that, you know what, there's a lot of fucking people who are starting to see it. And and I think that that ultimately, I've said this before, I think we've got about 10 years ahead of us of some hard times. And it's going to get likely worse than it is. Mm-hmm. Oh no! And, it, it, this is nowhere near. <laughs> but, but I think that eventually, because because humans are not that bad. There, we are not the only three motherfuckers talking about this, right? You know, it, it, there are a lot of people who see it. Is it is it ten percent? Maybe, I'll take it. Three percent of the population in the United States overthrew the largest the largest empire the world had ever seen. And that was the British government. I, I, I believe that if we can get a solid 10 fucking percent of people that aren't, aren't anarchists, aren't like us, aren't 100% on board with freedom, mm-hmm. but are 75 or better in, in agreement with us. I think we can do this if we can get it at 10%, but it's going to be hard. It's mm-hmm. not going to be easy. These are going to, so what people have to do, it, this is the solution portion of this. What we have to do is start preparing now. Develop, and, and yes, I'm beating a dead horse. I get it. But start developing people that you talk to. And I'm not just talking about people like on, on in forums like this or the Hotep Nation or those kinds of things. Those things are good. I'm t- But I'm talking about, you know, we found in our in our area, there's a little farmer. It's got a little 
stand, right? And they sell, well, we got eggs for $5, farm fresh eggs straight out of the fucking chicken butt. With we got, shit on them still. That's, right. Yeah. I, I yeah. Like, I, that's that's the kind of eggs we get too. Right. Right. We, we So we got those. Like a well, oh, no, my <laughs> Look, no, man, my you don't even have to put them in their refrigerator until you clean the shit off of them. Yeah. <laughs> you actually, yeah, my eggs are actually very interesting things, but that's besides the point. Yeah. But but at the end of the day, what we're going to do is we have shit we want to sell. We're going to talk to these people and we're going to be like, hey, we have some produce. <laughs> how, how about we hang out with you? <laughs> you know, and, and, and we're already doing some other stuff. For instance, I went and saw Michael this past weekend. We have starts for both a raspberry bush. And a, a pear tree that came straight off of our uh, off our raspberry bush and off our pear tree that we're going to give to Michael. So that nice. helps him produce food. So do that kind of thing. Start preparing now. And, and the second thing you can do is start pulling yourself off the digital slavery. Stop, mm. you know, I, I, you know, I'm on Twitter too. We're right now on YouTube. So I, I, I I'm not saying abandon it completely. Do not spend hours a day on it. Don't do yeah. it. There are more important things. And do it now, not tomorrow, mm. now. Well, and to the extent that you do spend time with that, spend time like you, using those things to build relationships with people that you can that you can collaborate on stuff with. Like that's the, if I go back and look, okay, yeah. I mean, there's some stuff where I, I have goofed around. I've, you know, I, Twitter's a good, a fun place to cut up and all that stuff. And I, I get it. You know, it's a lot of fun, but a lot of that fun also we're having with our friends, you know, like these are people who we have actually had conversations with either on the phone or, you know, via the, the Twitter, you know, back and forths and stuff like that, or we've had them on our show or whatever the case may be. Uh, some of them we've met on the Hotep Nation Zoom calls. There's all these different ways where we've actually built relationships relationships with people it's mm -hmm. not just um let me just scroll through and let me shit talk some bots or you know some whoever right. you know astroturf um no this is like legit we're we're building relationships with people and building connections and actually like in some cases even working on projects together like the three of us mm -hmm. um so it's using it appropriately using that stuff appropriately i think there's um, there's something to be said for, for that, but, but yes, absolutely. And I, I mean, you've probably noticed, I don't, I'm not posting as much as I used to. I don't, I'm saying every time I go to try to, to uh, it's either some stuff where I'm like, no, that's like, I don't want to be that guy anymore who posts that, what I was about to just post, you know, I want to be a different person. Um, cause some of it's not necessarily good, not healthy. And, <laughs> sure. and there were, look, there was a temptation to like dunk on people who they're human beings too. Um, and I know it's fun and it like gives, gets you points within our like-minded groups, but truthfully, like there's, there's a little bit of your soul that you have to give away when you do that stuff to some, to another person, you know? Well, it's not yeah, nice to make fun of the retarded kids. It, I mean, guy. I mean, every <laughs> once in a while, every once in a while, somebody needs to be bullied. But then again, like at the, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, like, do I be, need to be the one who's the jackass today? Like, do I? Like, is, is, is there like, 
like there's there's some essence of like okay that kind of uh thought process was dumb but son of a bitch um but um there's also i'm sorry i'm sorry there's also an essence of like um (laughs) you being like patient with somebody like you got to be patient with people Mm -hmm. and even if they're 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 rhetoric and ideology and thoughts just make you want to rip your hair out like a Dave Chappelle episode but like it's it's not it's not that that episode where old lady got her hair snatched yeah from a man um but um yeah there's a there's there's a balance to it so it's mm-hmm. like yeah it'd be fun to like shit on this person like mm-hmm. pause like it'd be fun to like be be like like all right, I'm gonna give you a piece of my two cents. Now, how you go about it is also a different thing as well. Mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. instead of like, you know, trying to go for their throat, just be like, okay, uh, I'm gonna tap you on your forehead. Let me tell you something about you. Like, like, let me explain something or elaborate it upon it. Um, but I mean, sometimes somebody just needs a good in the face. You feel me? Like a good old. <laughs> so. Yeah, for sure. I was just noticing, like, we're on episode 158. That means that sometime, like, two weeks ago, or somewhere in that neighborhood, was three years since Marcus started doing this show by himself. Um, and, I don't know, that was just kind of cool. Like, yeah. I, I just... That's why, I, like, while Nico was talking, I saw the 158, and I was like, wait, 156 would have been three years. And I know we skipped a week or two here or there sure. for different reasons. Getting banned because of Nicole... Damn Probably it. two and a half um, years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Huh? Three. No, it's it's like three and a half. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's I don't know how long it's because I started I started doing this with you two in April ago. of 2020. Yeah. That was three years ago. So it's oh, been yeah. yeah, you were doing it for a few yeah. months before Jesus that. So it, yeah, yeah, it's you're been right. a long time. Yeah. But um, but no, like I don't know, y'all. Like it, it all goes back to, like, I don't know, wake up in the morning and pray. Then spend the day loving your family and, like, fulfilling your mission that you're supposed to fulfill every day. And hug people and smile at people and do the things that you need to do to help people not need some of the stuff that makes the tyrant's jobs easier. And then at the end of the day pray again and then rinse repeat yeah and we lose sight of that so much because there's so much of these so much of this stuff that we're bombarded with this imagery and the all that other stuff that is just it's meant to distract us from what we're really here for yeah yeah and you know I, I agreed. What we what what we need to do is focus down on it. There's nothing wrong. Example: I'm watching um, a show. I think it's on HBO about the Grateful Dead and, and mm. th- their history and what have you. And it was talking about Jerry Garcia, who just decided, "Fuck it, I'm going to have fun every day." And mm-hmm. um, and you know that's a very alluring thing. I like the Grateful Dead. And I think that they are wonderful musicians, and I, I like mm-hmm. a lot of their message. I, I think they typically talk about about loving one another and trying mm-hmm. to find peace and all that stuff. So I generally right. like the Grateful Dead, but it should be pointed out that many of the members of that band died early. 
So, you know, one of the things that they talked about, like on episode three or something like that, one of the things they talked about is they watched all their friends die. Mm. And, you know, you can't do LSD every day and not expect there to be a fucking um, repercussion to that. Yeah. Right. And that's what we're talking about. You cannot be entertained constantly mm-hmm. and whether it's a mental or a physical reaction you're going to be be paying for that and i'm not telling you not to have fun i have fun i'm go- mm-hmm. when we get done here i'm going to go up i'm going to spend time with my wife i'm going to probably smoke a bowl and have a good time i'm going to ease into my evening but i i did some work today too mm-hmm. i worked you know i worked at work for 8 hours yeah. I came home and then I, uh, and, and we're, this, to me, this is work too. Yeah. This is, this is something. Oh, me too. Do. Yeah. Right. It's, yeah. it's fun. It's fun work, but it, it's, uh, there's some days it's, when I'm exhausted and I'm like, Oh, it's Wednesday. All right. Yeah. I got to wake up from my nap then. Um, all right. <laughs> right. So, you know, so basically what I'm saying is, you know, you have to do moderation and, mm-hmm. and that's just the way life is. And, and, you know, often that that's the spiritual message, whether you're talking about the the Bible or you're talking about like spiritual Buddhist stuff or whatever it is, moderation, you know, generally, you know, no, you're not supposed to kill folks. You're not supposed to steal from, you know, the shit the government does every day. Right. You're not supposed to do that. But other than that, you know, the Bible doesn't tell you you can't have fun. The, you know, it, in fact, it encourages it. It encourages mm-hmm. enjoying life. Mm-hmm. And and you just got to get, is it really more enjoyable to, and I like Cheers, like I said earlier, but is it more important to watch Cheers or spend time with your family? Which mm-hmm. one's more important? Mm-hmm. And and I can watch Cheers with your family. Right, right, watch cheer. <laughs> right, right, for sure. But but you know what's more important, and I can learn from that too. You know, one mm-hmm. of the things that that uh, has been a blessing to our life, and Chad and I are going to talk about it after we're done here. But is we added that that hot tub to our life. One of the- yo chill. You can't talk. You wait. Wait a second. We. I'm, I'm thinking about getting. I'm thinking about getting my own hot tub. That's what we're going to talk about. Right, right. <laughs> we, I just want to look for that out there. Hi, like, baby. This is not. <laughs> Chad and I gotta be special in the Look, hot tub. Look, Jesus is already like on. He's he's on the hot seat right now. <laughs> he said some shit in the one. I didn't even see the stream, but I saw the clip where he said some really pauseworthy stuff. I don't want to be in that category, so I'm gonna stop <laughs> you right there, Marcus. For sure, All for right, sure. I, continue, but, but yes, but, yes, but no. Is. One of the things that was a blessing to our lives, and we got ourselves a hot tub, and um, so Amber and I have been spending time in the hot tub together, just bullshitting. Just, just the talking. two of them. I'm not there. Yeah, yeah. Like, and Chad, yeah. we brought Chad in. No, no. I, I gotta tell. <laughs> Chad lives Wait, in what Louisiana, that? folks. <laughs> Look, I got, hey, so what, real quick before I forget, so Grateful Dead and me going up there, all that kind of stuff reminds me. Nico knows this already. So um, in a couple of weeks, I'm going to be in Chicago. And it's supposed to be Grateful Dead bobblehead day. So if they do, if they do, you're getting the bobblehead, Marcus. Oh, my Um, God. I'd love to have a bobblehead. But that's only because I'm actually going to get to, if he can peel himself away and and hang out for a minute, Nico and I are going to try to hang out for a little bit while we're up there. I'll finally get to see Nico in person for the first time ever. Cool. You sure will. 
We sure will. That'll be we'll, awesome. We'll talk more details after. Yeah. So go ahead. Show. Continue, Marcus. I'm sorry. No, I, I I had actually said, but what I said was we we what we what I was talking about. What I was talking about was was that I get to. I've taken the more important thing of intellectually mm. stimulating myself by having conversations with my wife, who is way smarter than I am. And so it doesn't, I'm just saying, <laughs> right, right. So are rocks. Say, that doesn't say much. Huh? You know. <laughs> but no, Marcus is one of the smartest people I know. Shit. I'm, uh, Amber must be a fucking rocket scientist or some shit. Dude, <clears throat> she's got different, she's a, a different kind of thinker. She's more of a, a right brain thinker. I'm more of a left brain thinker. Mm. And, uh, but, but yes, she is. She's quite intelligent. Mm-hmm. Um, but those kinds of things, the 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 creative portions of ourselves. One of the things that um, I think it was Postman talked about as well was that we've gone away from storytelling. And I, and I got yeah. to thinking that's that's yeah. actually yeah because we don't storytell. We go to the TV or we go yeah. we don't read books or you know well but even then stuff. he was ta- he talked about storytelling versus reading books like you right. you wouldn't tell your kids uh, stories you would just hand back. them a book you would That's just hand fire. them a book and right. say here read this book and then you could go do something else while they it, that fire. the books the little storybooks were the ipad of mm-hmm. that era like yeah. here Bring read, read this book read this story man Yo, look, I, I got a we got a bond I got a fire pit in my backyard. I got firewood and everything. We that's oh, what we do. Days. We that's what we do. And I, if we, if I, I do I, read I'm anything, I'm gonna fire pit in my backyard as well. And I'm too. gonna make benches and uh stuff for that. Oh, that's dope. Yeah, no, bring hashtag bring back storytelling. That I like it. That right there, like that expands upon the imagination of everybody who is engaged in that conversation from the person mm-hmm. who's creating the story from the mm-hmm. person who is sitting down and imagining the story mm-hmm. you know that yeah. shit right there that right there is well then and then you can like you can kind of riff off of it and you can like yeah, ask you questions we play Wait, popcorn. but granddad how big was the dragon you know right. and, and she, she was, it's like Three feet foot, three foot nine. Oh shoot! My daughter used to do like she was she was crazy about that when she was little. She used to demand that I had to tell her a story, like from my childhood. Yeah, my daughter does it too. And, and I'd be like, "Bro, I don't." I ran out of stories. I, I, I don't have that many interesting stories. Of mine, I'll right. try. I'll do what I can. There's one of like I. So I got stung by a bunch of wasps one time when I was going to, I was chasing a toad. You tell me about this, but a toad went into like some little bushes and I went in there to grab the toad and I hit a wasp nest and I got stung all over my face. It was like the day before school pictures. So my school picture, I've got like a wasp sting here, wasp sting here, like all over. It was horrible. That's a story to to tell though. That's a story to tell. story. I don't even know the mustache story. What the hell are you talking about? I probably don't want to know. Um, but yeah, it's the mustache story. Tell his grandkids the mustache story. Yeah, yeah. But um, but no, that like so yeah, storytelling has gotten it, it's become somewhat of a lost art. I I have it's a little bit easier for me because I come from this um well I say for me, I feel like anyway that I, I I've got a leg up because like I come from Kunas country where we got like I, I got so many Boudreaux and Thibodeau jokes that I have never seen written, but that I know by heart because my dad has told them. Mm-hmm. You know, he's got... Well, this one. I don't even know what that is. Boudreaux and Thibodeau? 
Yeah, it's these two kunasses who. All right, so I'll get. I'll drop. What's a kunas? Wait, what? 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 What's that? I don't know what a kunas is. What are we saying? What are we saying? It's it's what it's the it's the the. I know, Nico. I feel you. It's a derogatory term that they called Cajun people back in the day, and that's what like so so it we kind of took it on ourselves and we're like. I guess yeah, it means yeah. something call different us, up here. Call us kunasses. No, not kunas. <laughs> kunas, like all one word, is like it's just a it's a Cajun person. So not coons ass, but kunas. <laughs> right. Kunas. kunas. Yeah. Look it up. You want to pull it up? You know, let's pull it up. Let's please pull it up. Let's pull it up. All right. Here we go. Here we go. Let's hear this out, gentlemen. Let's hear this out. Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. Because it sounds right. That sounds like oh shit. Yeah, I, I know it does. I know it does. All right, so <laughs> look, look, I feel like it's watch like the, watch the Google results too, right? Right. Damn, my my shit glitching like a mother. All right, here we go. Give me a second, because it's all right. So here we go. Kunas Google search, right there on the Let's screen. Right Kunas is a term out. for a person of Cajun ethnicity. Some view it as derogatory. However, many Cajuns <laughs> embrace the name. <laughs> The term is believed to originate from the French word "gonas," meaning fool. So, and it says, "What are Cajuns called?" Oh, and they even have couillon. Oh, let's go! All right, all right. So, you got for two centuries, Creole had been the dominant term used to describe the region's people and culture. Cajuns existed, but prior to the 1960s, they did not self-identify as such in such large numbers. For Cajun were and are a subset of Louisiana. Oh, okay. So what is Cajun called? All right. That's stupid. What is Couillon? So Couillon is like, like just a goofball, like a, a nut. Like, um, so that's what it says. A foolish person. Yes. There we go. So cool. see, we got all these little, uh, all these little terms that we call each other. But anyway, so <laughs> Boudreaux and Thibodeau are these two kunasses. All right. And, uh, boy, they pass a good time. Yeah. Uh, you, want me to, you want me to give you all a Budo and Chibodo joke? Yeah, Who wants yeah. To, raise your hand. Press one in the chat if you want to. You got to say it in your Louisiana accent. You got to. All right, so this is this is a good one. I'm, I gotta get. I gotta go to one that I know I'm not gonna fuck it up, and I know like all, I know the whole thing of it and everything, and I, so I'll, I'll I'll nail the punchline and everything. But, all right, so all right, I, I gotta get into this character here. All right. So, so Boudreau and Thibodeau, they go to this, uh, out to this dude ranch out in like Arizona or Colorado or somewhere like that. All right. They, they go in to ride some horses. So they go, they go, they get their horses and, uh, they're riding along, they're riding along. And, you know, Boudreau's in the front, Thibodeau's in the back. And all of a sudden, Thibodeau, he says, he says, uh, my Boudreau, they got, they got some engines back there. They, 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 they look like they, they mad at us. They're like, oh, but I don't know why they mad at us. We, just, just let me know when, uh, when, when you see them and they get about this high. Let me know, cause, cause that means they're close enough. So he's, they riding along. He's like, they get a little bit closer, Boudreaux. He's like, man, Thibodeau, how, how close are they? He says, oh, they about, they about this high now. And then, so you keep riding along, keep riding along. Boudreaux, they're getting closer. How, how close are they, Thibodeau? They about this high now. He says, all right, well, let me know if they get a little bit closer. So a couple of minutes go by. They're riding down. They're still riding along. He says, "Man, man, Boudreaux, they 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 ride on our tails. I, I I don't know what to do." He says, "How tall are how tall are they?" He says, oh, "Man, Boudreaux, they about this high." He's like, "Man, shoot them." He's like, "Why well, can't I do them since they were this high?" 
<laughs> that's terrible. It is. It is terrible. But that's the nice. that's, that's that's the Boudreaux and Thibodeau jokes. It's fun. There's yeah, another it, one too where they like they're uh they're they're driving to Houston for something. They're driving down I-10 and so so this guy this guy gets pulled over and he's he's arguing with the cop and the cop's like you want to tell me why you're going so fast? He's like you I got you going 110 in a 70. And he goes I like, look, man, I'm on my way to Houston. I'm in the circus and I'm I'm running late, but I really need to get there. The governor's gonna be there, and like I, I've got to get there on time. I'm like on governor's orders to be there. He's got a whole bunch of, you know, he's got some people he's trying to entertain at the circus. The guy's like, Oh, yeah, I've heard a lot of people try to get out of tickets with some wild stories, but you're in the circus. He goes, Yes, yes. He's like, What do you do in the circus? He's like, Well, I'm a juggler. He's like, Oh, all right. So why don't you juggle something for me? He's like, well, I got to go to my trunk. So he goes to the trunk and he, he's got bowling pins and bowling balls and, you know, other balls and everything. And then he's got these torches and the cops like, he goes, he goes, all right, let's see you juggle those torches. So he's like, really? He's like, yeah. So he takes them out. He starts juggling. He's like, no, 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 you got to light them and then juggle them. He's like, okay, fine. So he lights the torches. He starts juggling them. He's doing this right about that time. Boudreaux and Thibodeau are driving by. He goes, oh, man, man Boudreaux, hide your beard. That DWI test is getting tough. <laughs> <laughs> right on, right on. So one of the things that I think is an advantage, uh, we were talking about this past weekend listening to, to Postman, is that that I think my kids, and it, it sounds like your kids and probably mm-hmm. Nico's kids to come, um, will be in an advantage because my kids do get told stories. They do mm-hmm. get, you know, and, and, you know, a lot of, uh, because the people that don't know, leg buzz is a huge deal for me mm-hmm. um, and because of my spiritual practice. The best leg- storyteller ever. Right. Legba is a storyteller. That's what he does. Every single thing in in my tradition, every single thing that is, is just a story that Legba is told. And so storytelling is massively important to me personally. And when he talked about that, I, I couldn't help but think, you know what? I hear my son telling his daughter the stories that I told him. I hear, you know, my daughter you know, ingesting and regurgitating the things that I, that we told her. So I think that, 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 that's a benefit. And that's something that, that we have got that we will pass on to the next generation mm-hmm. and fight some of this nonsense where they're controlling the stories. They're controlling what, what the future looks like, because ultimately, you know, um, one thing that, that was a, a good video that we haven't mentioned that was in the, um, in the Anarch chat. And just so people know, um, again, go join our Patreon. It's $5 a month. You can, mm-hmm. then you'll get into the, the Patreon uh, chat. Mm-hmm. And frankly, it, right. what, what I really need you to do is hit that, go to it, watch us on rumble or odyssey yeah. and, but go to YouTube and hit the subscribe button because we are 15 people, 15 yeah. and share away. it with some other people and get them to subscribe <laughs> too. Right, 15 people away from being able to do stupid right. chats. So yeah. please do that. But, um, but well, we're 15 uh, people and about a month, thanks to Nicole. Um, but that's another <laughs> story for another day. Right. <laughs> but, but, but again, you know, I, I, I really think that that 
we can get through this nonsense. We can start mm. focusing down on the things that matter. And, you know, the stories that, that we tell will be told of us. You know, mm. one of the things we have to realize is that, and, and this, is, this is also me preaching to myself, you know, I, I'm never going to be super famous. That's never going to happen. I realize that. I know that. I don't even really care. But I'll tell you what, I'm a superstar in my family. My mm. family loves me. And those people just really look up to me. And in that, that's what matters. Mm. It isn't these other people that are, you know, miles away on mm. a screen somewhere. It's the people that you actually interact with. You know, and I get that the technology has been very helpful. You know, it allows me, has, you know, Chad and I were acquaintances three years ago. Now we're very good friends. I would consider mm -hmm. Chad, um, I, frankly, Chad and Nico and my top 10 friends. Chad's probably my second best friend. Him and Michael like compete. <laughs> so, so, you know, it, it, it is. Nico, you're it, third. Nico's probably about fifth. Oh, like, damn. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Nico's, look, Nico's top it, five. It's, okay, it's it's, it's it's upon me because you yeah. know. I Is Nico top five dead or alive? Movies. Though that's the question. I don't know about dead man. Then probably have to find him. <laughs> I can't do much with Nico if he's dead man. No, no, no. That's not how top five <laughs> dead or alive goes. Like he's. Are there are there any dead people who you would rank ahead of Nico? Oh yeah, there's lots of dead people. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, All right. like, well, there's Am there's I top dead five people. dead or alive? They're not in my top five dead or alive. Two but dead people. So it's like yeah, I can't get mad at this. This is true. Yeah, yeah. Good day. Start there. Right. So but but no. Um but we need to again, we need to start focusing on the shit that matters and you know move away from mediated um you know conversations uh james corbett talked about this he he has a whole series out on corbettreport.com um about um how media has really and he uses uh postman as well as a source mm -hmm. um but but he talks about how you know mediated media it means divided from us that it's not these mm -hmm. these are these are not real you know 100% you're going to even it with like Chad Nico and I have becoming quite good friends we're we're going to have a moment of having to kind of figure things out when we when we do get together because we're not used to you know yeah. I'm not used to Chad being so much taller than me as an example yeah. You know, he's, you know, those kinds of things. I think Nico's things. taller than both of us. Aren't uh, you like 6'1 or something, Nico? I wish. No, I feel like 11. Oh, okay. Yeah. Then we're about so the he's same about height. my height. We're about the same height then. No, yeah, no, no, no. no. I'm probably five. God kept me at five, uh, 11 and put all my siblings at six foot and higher. So, well, dang. like, I'm technically the runt of my family, but I'm not the runt. They're just all smaller than me until they're bigger than me. And, I am the head of the tree that they want to chop because all the years <laughs> that I it's like that, was man. big brother and now they're all getting big and big brother. And so now I have to like go super Saiyan ninja mode to make sure that I can remain and hold my title because do they do this to you? Do they, do they get up all, up here all, the time, and like, all, all the time? My, my little brother Matthew, my little brother Matthew is the one that will most definitely come and try and challenge me. He's like, Nick, I will surpass you. 
I'm right here, Nick. <laughs> I am right here. I'm right there. I love him. He, he's the one that brings out the challenge. Jalen is only competitive when I get competitive with him. That's my twin. You got Caleb. Caleb isn't the uh, competitive when it comes to physicality. He's the competitive with the wits. Uh, then you got William. He's the master plotter, so you don't ever th- know what he's thinking. You can just get a gist of what he's thinking. Um, then you got Elisa, who's annoying. I love her so much. She's just, <laughs> just annoying. But then you got the word. Well, Edward is the compliant one. He's just like, hey, Nick, how's it going? I'm real chill, laid back. Mm. He's the one, the nurturing brother. And then you got Kayla. Kayla. So you got oh. Caleb and a Kayla? Kayla, yeah. Mm. Yeah, I... I I love Kayla so much. I love her. <laughs> <laughs> wow, man. Yeah, so no, nah, she's adorable, but she's very, very sassy for her age. And I'm like, where are you getting this from? Like, mm-hmm. how are you coming up with this kind of attitude? And you're not even. <laughs> yeah. So she's really intuitive as well. I will say that. She's very, very intuitive. And uh, she's really, really on the spiritual tip. She's talking to me about crystals and. All the shit that she can like cognitively believe, and I'm like, oh, I guess you are like she's eons above me when it comes to the spiritual stuff and certain aspects at that age. So I can only imagine what she gets into after she talks to me and then grows at my age. So mm-hmm. like, I'm gonna be learning things from her very soon. Yeah. So. It's hilarious watching my sons interact because Raven, who's my older son, he's about five four, five five, something mm. like that. Nathan is six foot three, and he's my younger oh. son. He's nineteen, so oh. he, so he calls Raven his little big brother. <laughs> That's, how, That's how my baby brother is. My baby brother's like six two, six three, or something like that, and uh, and he's he's the baby. Um, yeah. But he's not, you know, a baby no more. Uh, I'm not that short though. Man, uh, five four, and, and from what you tell me, he's built like a damn. Uh, he's like Ironhead yeah. Hayward or some shit. He's like a dude. little bowling ball. Yes, he is a huge muscle. That dude, it, it, man, he absolutely. It, you know, I'm very proud of Raven right now. But and don't get me wrong, I'm I'm proud of all of my kids. But Raven has really kind of stepped up place, lately mm-hmm. and been doing what he can for the family. Um, and so I, I'm really feeling Raven right now because, because of that, he, um, he's really coming into being, you know, he's 20, 26, I think. Mm-hmm. And he's, he's really coming around to, to really kind of grasping what really, you know how it is, mm-hmm. you know, when you're young, like Nico, you know, <laughs> you know, yeah, I still got like at least the good. Two to four more years until my maturity is like officially matured as a man. You know, yeah, I was gonna say, hell, at this point now, after three years, Nico's a damn grown ass man. Like he, he's right. Uh, sure. he's like, a, he's like I, an I old grandpa got, I now. A lot of, I, I still a got a lot grandpa. of growing to do, but like twenty five in like the next month, which is kind of scary. Mm-hmm. This, is, this shit is kind of scary, but uh, I'm wait, excited. No, two months, right? Oh no, wait, it's May. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, yeah, I gotta get oh, him his God. birthday present soon. Oh. Oh, right. I'm like, hey, yo, Carlos, bro, you want to pump the brakes a little bit? This yeah, for time, real, right? This time shit needs to <clears throat> just a little bit. Sorry, stop fucking with these partners. I'm still writing Tiger on down. my checks. 
So like uh, this You're is writing the, tiger on your it check. A, it was a it was a Chinese New Year joke. Yeah, I don't so. have any <laughs> I, idea. Yeah, you know, like instead of 2022, I'm writing tiger uh, on my. Uh, anyway, it's terrible. <laughs> it's, a terrible bro, it's not my joke. Yeah. It's an old joke that I. It's a terrible people, one. It is terrible. It's <laughs> like the Boudreaux and Tubido jokes are terrible. Yeah. Well, guys, <laughs> but, this has um, been fun, and uh, but but I think it's about time to wrap her up. Um, but if, if anybody needs, has not looked into any of the three primary books we talked about, I did put links down in the description to audiobooks to all three, uh, 1984, A Brave New World and, uh, and, um, entertaining ourselves to death, amusing ourselves, to death. amusing ourselves to death. Yeah. Um, those, those three books are excellent. Um, regardless of who's right and who's wrong, they're all really good. And they really give you a, a window into, the plans that have been set for a long time. And a lot of people will give us, get, I've heard, give people shit because they're like, they're all leftists. The left used to be cooler than it is. <laughs> you know, th that's mm -hmm. just where it's at. They, they hadn't proven that communism was awful <laughs> when, when right. at least the first two were doing shit. Um, and so you got to give them a little bit of a pause because frankly, you know, I take the left, from back then <laughs> they'd be a hell of a lot better than the right or left now because mm -hmm. they actually stood for something. Um, and, and those authors certainly did. Um, there's an argument that, uh, Huxley was actually, um, uh, like programming that he was, you know, predictive programming towards the future and was putting out what their plans actually were. And mm -hmm. I I've heard that, um, yeah, maybe if it's true, it's he put out what the fucking we're doing. It's uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'll use it. <laughs> mm -hmm. So definitely take take a look at that stuff. Um, again, I um, I strongly suggest that any of the other uh, people we've talked about go check out Hotep Jesus and Uncle Hotep yeah. for yeah. Uh, their content for the, um, the stuff. With the, if you haven't checked out the AI conversation between Hotep Jesus and Cyprian, definitely go check out both of mm -hmm. their stuff and also James Corbett. Anything else you guys want to mention before we head out? Go check out my readings. I just dropped one today, on May. So, and then I did another one. We're working on picking. Where do they find you? Uh, on my YouTube channel, uh, uh, Wise Weirdo. I will send that over to you so I can yeah. drop that in the links. Drop, well. in. drop it um, into the links. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it would be appreciated if y'all are interested in figuring out what your May reading are, or go check out the other videos that I'm working on. That shows some mm -hmm. love. Appreciate it. Yeah, that's it. That's all. <laughs> yeah i'll just say um i don't know guard your soul like it's um we talk about a lot of a lot of different things on here and uh, i think that the it's really easy for us to get caught up in a bunch of silliness that is meant to um to keep us from the path that we're supposed to be on so watch that Keep oh, and I, I will say this. So there's a series that just started on Peacock that is pause. Um, it's called Mrs. Davis. And it's basically about like the this. So it's like a nun who refuses to like tap into the AI and the AI like everybody has like earpieces and they, they're like constantly in con in conversation with what amounts to like chat GPT and it mm -hmm. sends them on quests and it, it anyway. Bro, it is wild. Like it's like the what's the name of it? Mrs. Davis. 
Mrs. Davis, okay. Bet. Yeah, on like NBC like Peacock, whatever that streaming no, service. Don't worry. Is. I'm a bootleg. Same one. The same one that has a uh, Bel Air, and uh, there's some other stuff on there too. That uh, they had like Yellowstone on there for a minute, but um, oh, Nico posted the link. So, but um, but yeah, it's really good. Like it's it's wild how dead on they are with some of the stuff that we talked about. How they like they'll learn what you love and what what will attract you and what kind of flame your moth wants to fly towards so that you will fly into the flame. Yeah. It'll and be like, oh, oh, look at that. It's the thing I remember from when I was nine. Yeah. And like, that's what where we're going with this stuff. There's so much of this that, and the, the other thing is too, like hackers and, and uh, like, they're already starting to do some of this shit where they're they're tricking people into thinking they're talking to a, a family member and getting them to give up sensitive yep. information. So just be careful. Guard your soul. Like Marcus said, spend time with your family. Love them. And uh, I don't know. I, I know we talk about like the, it's far off. We may, we may have 10 years. I don't know. We may have 10 months. We may have 10 minutes. We don't know. Um, do everything you can every minute that you have like like it's your last and and make the most of it because um yeah and and that doesn't mean you can't have recreation you can't have fun like that's right. part of just don't let that become the the end in itself right. that's the means towards the end of your your own spiritual fulfillment so that's it Cool. I have to. I uh, I know we're getting ready. I, I, my, on my behalf, I, yeah. but but when you were talking about the moth and flame, I do have to tell this story. I had a spiritual teacher of mine. Her name was Anita. Um, I'm not going to give her last name because she'd be horrified because she's a hardcore liberal. But <laughs> but anyhow, I had this uh, spiritual leader. Her name was Anita, and um, the one of the fraternal orders that I belong to um, has a ritual called the Gnostic Mass, and it's very similar to the Catholic Mass. It's except for there's a naked chick on an altar. Anyhow, <laughs> she went to this thing tripping. Right. So she is on acid and she get in there doing it outside and there were tiki torches everywhere. And so as and at the end of the mass, you go up to get your uh, your cookies and wine. Right. So she's getting ready to go get her cookies and wine as everybody's going up. She's noticing that the this moth is going around one of those tiki torches. Right. Mm. And she notices that every time somebody goes around, it goes up to get their cookies and wine. This moth gets closer to the flame. Well, if she's like into it, you know, because she's like, oh, it's like what we're doing. We're going to the light and we're finding God and all this stuff. And just as she stands up, the moth goes in the tiki torch. She was like, oh, symbolism happens. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, I just had to tell that story. It's been great, guys. And again, uh, put down your phones for a minute. Put down your computers and do things that matter and stay free. Peace, y'all.